One o'clock today, Andrew Barry from the Combine chatting. You will hear him right here on 92.3 The Fan. Looking forward to hearing from the man who runs the football operations of our Cleveland Browns. I'm Jeff Phelps. My buddy's Andy Baskin. Let's go to the Combine right now. She covers the Browns for the Plain Dealer, Cleveland.com. She joins us every Tuesday at 11. We thank her for that. She's Mary Kay Cabot, and she's on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Hi, Mary Kay. Hi, Mary Kay. Hey, guys. How are you doing? We are well. How about you? Very good. Thank you. All right, good. True or false, you will go to St. Elmo's while you're there. True or false. Or you've been at least in a, in a combine and, in the past. And Andy and I have disagreed. Oh, I've definitely been to St. Elmo's. Um, but a well, lot yeah. of times now we go to Harry and Izzy's instead oh. of St. Elmo's. It's kind of the, you know, it's the same thing, same quality, just a, right. a little bit of a different vibe and maybe even a little bit less expensive. Oh, oh really? And it's owned by the same company. Yes. Yeah. Oh, same, they're, they're side same by side. Lovely shrimp cocktail. Yes, all of that. All right. So next time I'm there, if I can't get into St. Elmo's, I can go to Harry and Izzy's and it's just as good. That's right. Okay. You got right. it. Now that is that is veteran experience and good to know. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Hey, a lot of a lot of rumbling in the last day or so about stadium talk here. Before we get into specifics on the combine, how long until there's a new stadium in our town, and does it have a top on it? You know, I think ultimately, I personally feel like it, it would be ideal to have a facility that you could use for indoor events. So I think. Um, you know, when all is said and done, that will that will probably be on the table. And, you know, I, I do think that, um, you know, that there is some energy towards towards doing something definitely renovated is, is on the table. But I also think that, you know, there will probably ultimately be talk about a new stadium, too. Is this a good conversation between the city and the Browns right now? I mean, where do you think they are as far as because I mean they do have a deadline date on this on the lease agreement, so they're going to have to move at some point in some direction on something. Do you think that the relationship between the city and the team is good right now, or where are they? You know, I really don't know for sure about that, and we'll know more. You know, probably when we get with the Haslam's at the owners' meetings in March, that's something that we'll explore. Um, But you know, things sometimes. Uh, you know, how they start out isn't always how they finish. I mean, you know, if, if, that, if the Haslam's are going to be, you know, asking for, um, you know, a lot of tax dollars and whatever the case may be, then, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes those conversations uh, might not get off the ground the way that they're going to end up. So I, I think they'll ultimately uh, wind up in the same place because I think everyone in the city, for the most part, wants the same thing, uh, a state-of-the-art facility that everyone can be proud of. You see the stadiums that are up all around the NFL right now. Uh, the Browns are a little bit behind the eight ball, and uh, you know, and it is time to upgrade. Mary Kay Cabot joining us. Do the uh, does does the Haslam's purchase of a quarter of the Milwaukee Bucks have any impact on their ownership of the Browns? You know, I don't think so. They've been looking to expand their sports portfolio, uh, you know, for a while. That's that's what they want to do. That's why they formed the Haslam Sports Group. That's why they have the Columbus Crew. Um, and they had been looking at, you know, other NBA opportunities. So, no, I don't think so. I think this is just uh, part and parcel of their goals as a group. Mary Kay, do you think it's weird that all that story, all those stories just kind of popped yesterday with, the bucks and then the season t- or the the ticket increase and then the stadium stuff like it just seems weird that everything just dropped on the same day um no i i i don't think so i mean when you have 
uh, the Haslam's buying the stake in the Bucks, then, you know, naturally other stories that have been in the hopper start to come out like that. So there, you know, it's, it wasn't a coincidence that you start to hear about the new stadium and, and those kinds of things. Um, so yeah, it was, it was definitely connected. Mary Kay Cabot joining us. Uh, go to Mary Kay's Twitter account and you can see all the news about John Johnson, the third. What do you think, Mary Kay? Uh, clearly a, a money issue. Was it his play at all or is it just money? Well, I mean, it, it's kind of both. I mean, if you feel a player that is worth $13.5 million, you either try to restructure him or you, um, or you pay him that 13.5. So they obviously felt that they could get the job done in a different way. And, um, you know, I've been writing about this for months, you know, since, you know, January 30th, at least, as I looked back and saw that I wrote that day a headline on JJ3 and that they had to make a big decision on him Mm -hmm. and that they were either going to release, trade, or restructure him. So those things were kind of all on the table, uh, but now it's just gotten to the point where um, the two sides are going to part ways. And um, I was able to uh, get a quote from John Johnson 3 today, so I was grateful for that. Um, And, you know, he just talked about how much he loved it here and the fact that he really feels that his best ball is ahead of him. And in some ways, I agree with him. He was really good when he was with the Rams, and then he came here and his role wasn't exactly what he hoped it was going to be in terms of all the things that he can do and the versatility that he has. And so he's going to be looking to get back to that where somebody sort of really kind of gets him. Brandon Staley loves him. There are people uh, that really like what he brings to the table, and I think that he'll be fine. The one issue I have with it, Mary Kay, is this. Okay, if if it didn't work here since he's been here, well, your defensive coordinator's not here anymore. You have a different one. I would I would really ask Jim Schwartz, do you want this guy here or don't you, and what can you do with him? Do you think that's come into play here at all, or has it just been it's time to move on because we didn't like what we saw? Well, I have a feeling that they, they kind of had the plan figured out uh, pretty soon after the season and that that might have even happened before. Uh, Jim Schwartz had an opportunity to really dig in and watch the film and and see what he thought. So I don't know that uh, Jim Schwartz would have been able to change anything in this regard unless he said, I have to have that guy, can't live without him type of thing. Um, But, you know, certainly he will be involved and and he will get a pair of eyes on on these decisions. Uh, But I think that this was in the works, uh, you know, late last season. Do the Browns have any assets to try to move up in this draft to if they see somebody they really like at this combine? Well, I mean, you can always, if you really want to do something like that, you can figure out a way to do it with future draft picks, uh, with personnel and things like that. But I don't see them trading any of their uh, you know, core players. I know there's been a lot of talk about stuff like that. I just don't see any of that happening. I think they've compiled, you know, they've compiled the roster that they believe can get them to where they want to go. And now is not the time for them to start uh, unloading those key pieces. Just heard news today. Uh, Kenny Galladay from the Giants is going to be released. There was a report out yesterday. Quez Watkins, the Eagles would be open to hearing trade rumors. How likely do you think it is, Mary Kay, that the Browns bring in more than one veteran at wide receiver? It's a possibility. Um, you know, if you play your cards right and, uh, you know, handle it from a financial standpoint where you're not breaking the bank, uh, then you can bring in a couple of different guys. So, you know, they will have a number on their radar and, uh, you know, and they will 
really work hard to make sure that they are upgrading the talent in any way that they can. So at this point, anything is possible. And it's also a little bit early to be determining who's going to be on your wish list and who isn't. Because like today, for instance, Deron Payne was franchised by the commanders. Well, he would have for sure been on uh, the Browns wish list in free agency had he been available. So, um, so it's a little bit early in the game to be trying to figure out who's going where, but you know, the Browns, it's, it's obvious what they need to do and they will do those things. When you found out about Bill Musgrave coming in as a senior offensive assistant and Alex Van Pelt picking up quarterback duties along with his offensive coordinator gig, you thought what? Well, I like the fact that Alex Van Pelt is going to be working closely with Deshaun Watson. I think that's really important. When your offensive coordinator, um, who isn't calling plays, can also be working very closely with the quarterback, I think that's good. Alex has been a quarterback himself before. Um, So has Bill Musgrave in the league. So these guys understand, obviously, the position, the things that Deshaun is going through. Um, and Alex has a really great reputation with all of the quarterbacks that he's worked with, including Aaron Rodgers. They love working with him. So I think he'll be really good for Deshaun. I think it's a good move. Uh, I'm just wondering. I, I just think it's interesting when you walk into um, into a combine and you don't have a first-round pick and they're trying to evaluate. I, I, I mean, what's the approach they use? Are they looking for diamonds in the rough? Are they saying, okay, we think these are – and are you looking at him as, okay, who who can we get that's not the cream of the crop? Like, what do you think the mindset of the Browns is when you walk into a combine and you're trying to evaluate, but you know you, you really don't have the assets, you don't have the assets to be looking at the stars? Well, you know, the thing is that you have to evaluate the top players in the draft because you never know who's going to slip into the second round, or you never know what kind of trade up opportunities there will be for you. So you certainly can't overlook uh, the cream of the crop here by any stretch of the imagination. Furthermore, the Browns, uh, sometimes their guys that they have first round grades on like JOK um, slip into the second round. So you, you can't ignore, uh, you know, the top, you know, quote unquote, first round guys, because uh, anything can happen with some of those players. Carson Wentz being uh, let go in Washington, Mary Kay, and not him in particular, but when you look at the Browns' backup quarterback situation, is it unlikely in your estimation that, that Jacoby Brissett is back? And then what would the Browns do if that's not the case? Would they go veteran who's been around, or would they go young guy who might fit Watson's skill set a little bit more? You know, once again, that, you know, it depends on who shakes out, who shakes free. I do think that Jacoby Brissett probably will find an opportunity and therefore be gone. Um, He would certainly be welcomed back if, um, you know, if he didn't find something uh, where he has an opportunity to get some playing time. But, um, you know, I I think the, the backup situation will be dictated in part by the money. Uh, you know, when you're paying Deshaun an average of $46 million over this five-year contract, you can't spend a ton on your backup quarterback. Uh, so you have to walk that fine line between uh, good quality backup and not breaking the bank. Uh, Mary Kay, question, final question for you. And I hope that, I, unless I'm crazy and I missed it somewhere, do, do we know when they're going to announce the name of the, te- the teams that will play in the Hall of Fame game? Um, I don't know exactly when they're going to announce that. Okay. But, uh, you know, I've been writing – 
and saying that, I mean, you can count on the Browns being in, in the Hall of Fame game. I mean, they, for all intents and purposes, they will be in it. So you can put that on your calendar. And, um, you know, from the night that, that Joe was elected, we all, you know, we started writing that. And I think uh, Dan had the story up with, with our confirmation that the Browns will be in it. Maybe Browns Jets seems to be the the likely most likely yeah. scenario. You think just because yeah, the Jets yeah. have two guys going into? Yes, absolutely. I would think that will be it. So you're telling me we're working a week sooner than we would have been? Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, plan accordingly. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. Okay, so what do you expect Andrew Barry to say today? Anything that's going to to stun you? Well, I mean, now he's going to have to address. Um, John Johnson three. So at least we'll have something concrete because, um, you know, he doesn't really like to give too much information in these kind of settings. So, you know, that, that will be unavoidable. So we'll, we'll talk about that. And, um, and then every other thing we can think of from a roster standpoint, I don't know that we'll get that much. I don't think he's going to say, yes, absolutely. We need a fast, small, twitchy receiver. You know, I don't think we'll hear those kinds of things. I don't think he'll say, oh, yeah, for sure, we're going to look for a defensive tackle in, you know, free agency or whatever. He's just not like that. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll have some parameters on, on what he's thinking. Thank you for your time today. Sure. Thank you, guys. She's Thanks, Mary, Mary Kay, Kay Cabot. She is at the Combine, so you'll want to make sure you read all of her coverage on Cleveland.com, and you can follow her on Twitter at Mary Kay Cabot, spelled out, Mary Kay Cabot. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.